Knoxville Tower, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, taxi via Alpha Taxiway. No delay, wind 2004, runway 23 left at Alpha 8, clear for takeoff, traffic 3 mile final. Read back correct, tower for taxi, have a good flight. Welcome to From the Runway Up. I'm Becky. And I'm Caitlin. And we work in the Public Relations Department at McGee Tyson Airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. We understand that going behind the scenes in an airport these days isn't as easy as it used to be. So that's where this podcast comes in. Each episode, we'll give you a behind-the-scenes look of current events at our airport and in the aviation industry as a whole. So fasten your safety belts and join us on this aviation adventure. Hello from the Runway Up listeners. Welcome to our latest episode. Today we are going to introduce you to another department of the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority. Yeah, we're going to talk about the public safety department because, you know, when people plan or think about coming to an airport, one of the first things they think about is the security involved at a facility, not just TSA, which we've talked about on this podcast before, but also about the officers who are in charge of keeping this terminal in lockdown and safe. Yeah, and I feel like when people do think about security, they initially think about TSA, but there's actually a lot of levels of security that go on past that. Well, and it's not just police officers. They're trained in a lot of different areas. And today we're going to be joined with Tom Aiken, who is our chief of the public safety department, who has been with the airport for, he'll have to tell you how many years, but it's been a long (laughs) time. Um, And he's going to share with us what their responsibilities are and what training goes into being prepared for the unexpected at our facility. So, Tom, thanks for joining us today. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners know more about you? Well, I prefer to talk about my department, but I will introduce myself. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm Tom Aiken. I'm the Director of Public Safety for the Metropolitan Knoxville Airport Authority, responsible for police, fire, and medical response at McGee-Tyson Airport. And how long have you been here at the Airport Authority? Uh, Forty years. Wow, so you know this place in and out. Uh, It's changed a lot in those 40 years. (laughs) I bet it has. I bet it has. So, if you don't mind, could you elaborate for our listeners and describe exactly what a Department of Public Safety is. Well, the Department of Public Safety is a multi-discipline department, and our disciplines include police, structural fire, aircraft rescue and firefighting, emergency medical, and we are supported by our public communicators, our dispatchers, and then we also have a badging or credentialing office. Uh, So when you consider our responsibility, it is at the terminal building from the front curb with the uh, uniform airport security officer that is monitoring traffic on the front of the building 24 hours a day. And then you have the uniform police officers that are patrolling the entire campus, both inside the fence and outside the fence for the airport property. The dispatchers in our airport communication center that are supporting that effort, not only for our department, but for the other departments of the airport. And then our badging credentialing office, uh, which are responsible for issuing the employees that uh, have been correctly vetted their airport credential. Wow, that's a lot of work. That is. And you think again of how much the airport is growing here and how many people come through our doors every day and how many people call the airport their place of work. That is a lot of people to keep safe 24 hours a day, like you said. Yes, and we have right at 3,000 
people that are credentialed. That includes the aircraft owners, the corporate pilots. It includes the employees of both the fixed base operator, the airport authority, the airlines, and the support tenants. So you described that you're responsible for different kind of aspects of public response for an emergency and for a medical situation. So can you talk a little bit about what you're trained in and how your officers are prepared to respond to an emergency? Well, if I may, what I'd like to do is I'd like to start with the regulatory requirements and then we can add the training. If we start with the public safety officers, the public safety officers have both state requirements from the Tennessee Peace Officer Standards and Training Commission, which is the law enforcement training that requires the pre-employment vetting, a criminal background check. It provides the completion of the state basic police academy. It also requires the annual police in-service. So so you have the state that requires the police officers in the department to be state certified, and all of ours are. In addition to that, you have federal requirements through the TSA transportation security regulations. So depending on the size of the airport, those uh, requirements may vary as to how many officers, and we uh, have had the opportunity to meet those standards, and our annual inspections show that we are consistently uh, meeting our goals and meeting the standards. On the fire side, with the same public safety officer, the state, uh, through the Tennessee Commission on Firefighting, has requirements for structural firefighting. In addition to that, the Federal Aviation Administration has federal aviation regulations that uh, have requirements concerning the EMS portion as well as the aircraft rescue and firefighting. And so you have state uh, and federal for the public safety. Our dispatchers, they're required by state law uh, to have a certification through the uh, Association of Public Communicators. And so they're all certified through that with their initial training certification and their recurrent training. And then when you come down to our uh, airport security officers, who are the, the front line, the eyes and ears of the department at the front door, their positions are regulated by federal regulations, the transportation security regulations. The badging credentialing office has federal requirements. And then we have one position I didn't mention earlier, and that's our fire marshal's position. Very important. Mm -hmm. And our fire marshal's position is to maintain compliance with the National Fire Code. Tennessee, and as well as the local municipalities, have adopted the National Fire Code by reference. And so you have NFPA uh, requirements that result in National Fire Code uh, requirements. And so we meet those uh, requirements with having a in-department fire marshal who works closely with the other uh, fire marshals uh, of adjoining municipalities, the city of Knoxville, as well as carry state credentials. Well, and he is the fire marshal for the whole uh, airport campus. So he also works with our tenants and everyone to remain in compliance. It's not just the terminal building. It's all of the buildings on campus. That that is correct. And he's also involved with planning and plans review, as well as the the regular inspections. So yes, we have all of the disciplines that we need to meet the day-to-day. Wow. That's a lot of credentials, a lot of training, and it seems very overwhelming. So if someone was interested in becoming, you know, working for the public safety department, do they have to have these credentials before they come in, or how does that work? The the public safety officer position, when we, when we advertise vacancies, we, we look for someone who has one of the multi-disciplines. Uh, so we will look at someone who has their police officer st- certification, or someone who has a aircraft rescue structural fire background. And what that does is that gives us one of those three disciplines that that skill set is already 
uh, with the individual, and then then it helps us to get them quicker into rotation and uh, actually fill the vacancy. Do you find that people do have experience in aircraft rescue and firefighting? We find most of our applicants uh, have police experience and are certified uh, by the state of Tennessee, and that means that we give them their structural and their aircraft rescue and firefighting training. It just seems like a lot goes into preparing for the public to come through the facility and for people to come to work every day. Do you feel like it's a challenge to be able to keep up in today's environment and keep up with the expectations of people traveling and the tenants and how they want to do operations? Do you feel like just every day it's a challenge to continue to do this? I don't know that uh, that I would say that the challenge has increased. Uh, the number of people in the building has certainly increased, which means that our level of interaction, one of the observations that a lot of people make is that they do not see the uniform presence uh, every corner they turn in the building or, you know, at every location. We're there. Yeah. You know, we're there and we're we're doing everything that uh, we feel is necessary to make sure that the person is safe from the time they come on the airport, park in their parking spot, enter the building, go through screening and, and get on their airplane. Well, and it takes a lot because you mentioned that you've been here for 40 years. How has your role or the department's role changed in that time? Well, my 40 years is divided into before 9-11 and after 9-11. Yeah, I would imagine. Because that was such a drastic change. And we are now to uh, the point where a lot of people enter the building do not remember 9-11. As a result of that tragic day, our department, we had more staffing needs than we had available staffing. So we changed our shift structure and our public safety officers and our dispatchers worked one day on, one day off for 18 months. So at the end of that 18 months, we had been able to increase our staffing to meet the additional security requirements. But it was the fact that when you looked at all of your necessary positions and the number of people that you had available, then we had to change our shift structure and to go from three shifts to two shifts. And did you find that people were, yes, let's do this at that time frame? Did you see people, it's tough on me and I'm going to do it for a long period of time, but I feel like this is my responsibility to do? I want to, I want to commend, you know, the officers that were in the department then as well as those that are here now in the fact that their commitment to the safety and security of the passengers is without exception excellent. They understand that this is their uh, workplace. They understand that this is their hometown airport. And in addition to passengers that they have not yet met, uh, they understand that there are family, friends, neighbors, people that they go to school with, church with. And so that's why it's a community effort. And we see ourselves as the, the guardians, if you will, of, of a valuable community asset. And speaking of the community, the Public Safety Department works very closely with other mutual aid organizations. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. We obviously, if we had the misfortune of having incident or accident, it would require resources beyond our capability. Uh, as a result of that, we are a signator to the state mutual aid assistance. Act and the other municipalities, both uh, city uh, and county, as well as state agencies, are also signatory to that. And so, yes, we do interact with the EMS from the region and then from the fire and police in Blount County, as well as the adjoining counties. And if you'd like to learn more about that, you were actually on a podcast last year talking about our triennial emergency drill, where we work very closely with all those organizations. And there's something about the equipment that you use as well. 
most people are in the terminal building. They can recognize a police officer, and they kind of understand the role or duty that they have. But when we do occasional groups that are out here coming to learn more about our facility, they're always impressed with the fire hall and the equipment, the Rosenbauer fire trucks that are out there. They're super unique, and you were talking about mutual aid. We actually have some unique equipment that can help in unique situations. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, yes. One of the uniqueness of the department is our fire apparatus. We do have Rosenbauer Panthers, and they are self-contained, and they are not like most of the structural fire department pumpers. They're set up to deliver high volumes of foam, which uh, is aqueous film-forming foam, and what it does is it smothers out the fire and produces a blanket. And so as a result of that, the truck is built and structured for one person to be able to operate all of the systems. So that's why when you look in addition to the steering wheel, you have joysticks for the, you know, for the turrets and for the nozzles, and, you know, you have uh, thermal imaging uh, as well as onboard video. So yes, it's a very it's a very unique piece of equipment, and uh, it is something that is unique to airports and mostly commercial airports. Well, and you mentioned that you have the infrared in the camera. You record and look at the processes while you're in action, so that you can learn from them. So during training, you can look at how things perform. So they're so high tech and unique that they're just almost like this spaceship enterprise on the inside of them. Every time I look at it, I'm surprised that one person can really run that. Well, and also, you're, you're correct. Not only is the fire apparatus unique, but that means that our public safety officers are unique. A lot of times, there are people that are of the opinion that, well, if, you, if you're short-staffed, you can just call a neighboring agency and ask them to send you police officers or send them firefighters. Our unique skills and the equipment does not allow us to, you know, to backfill vacancies, whether it's short term because of an incident or whether it's longer term with other firefighters without training. And so, you know, there again, our unique skills, our unique equipment, I think it gives us an indication of the uniqueness of the airport public safety officer. And you talked about how unique our officers are in our equipment. There have been some incidents instances where we have taken our fire trucks off property to assist other fire departments. Is that correct? That is correct. Because we are a signatory to the State Mutual Aid Agreement Act, then that means that we not only have the benefit of other departments coming and helping us, but we reciprocate in helping other departments. There have been situations where there have been tanker trucks that have had uh, fuel in them that have turned over and they needed the aqueous film-forming foam to blanket the fuel. There have been aircraft accidents, uh, small, you know, non-commercial accidents that we've responded to to assist as technical uh, advisors on airframes. And we had the, uh, the large mulch fire down in uh, the city of Knoxville. And we were able to do something with our trucks that, that the structural trucks cannot do, and that is we can drive and pump at the same time. And also with the size of the vehicles, we were able to go through standing water that the structural pumpers were not able to. So we actually responded at the request of the Knoxville Fire Department and, and were there for the duration until until it was determined to be out. So the airport's a good community neighbor when it comes to the mutual aid, just like they would be for us if we had trouble. Exactly, exactly. And there are occasions to where I'm contacted and given uh, a size up 
up of a situation and ask the question, can you help us? And knowing our capability and knowing you know what we can provide, then we will tell them this is what we can do. And there have been circumstances to where there's been an immediate agreement that, yes, we can help. And in that situation, we respond and help. So kind of changing topics a little bit. I often get asked, well, you work at the airport. I'm sure you see a lot of things. And I can't imagine what your public safety department sees on a daily basis because you're called into situations that are normal and then out of the normal. Um, Do you have any kind of memories that you or stories that were unique about your time here at the facility that you might want to share? Well, in my time here, I've been involved in the planning and implementation of six air shows, and those are always exciting. When the uh, demonstration teams actually start flying, all the preparatory work, you know, it takes days and weeks and months prior to that. And then the dignitary and the visits by our elected officials during campaigns. Uh, I guess the most memorable in that regard was I remember when we had the president and the vice president both, and the Air Force One, which is the the presidential aircraft, it was used as a backdrop. Air Force Two, which is the vice presidential aircraft, they were nose to tail as a backdrop, and so we had the president, the vice president, we had their their respective security details, their campaign staffs. I mean, it was without a doubt that was perhaps the the largest uh, event except for an air show. Uh, that I recall in my time here. Well, and that doesn't happen often. They often don't want to put the vice president and president in the same location, but it was a unique circumstance that they ended up here. It was something, and during the campaigns, if it's a campaign event, then they will use the civilian side of the airport. If it's an official visit, then they will use the military side. Yeah, so unique. But I bet with those stories, you are great to have planned them, love the experience, but are so glad when they're over, aren't you? There is nothing more delightful than to see the aircraft take off and the main gear go up in the wheel well. Yeah, <laughs> and everything go well. And, 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 yeah. and, you know, and everything have gone well, yes. All right. Well, one last question, Tom. This is what I, I'm sure when you started your job, you didn't imagine what 9-11 would do to what your requirements are. Moving forward, how do you see airport public safety changing? I see airport public safety uh, utilizing technology, uh, just like the discipline of law enforcement and fire are using. We have used technology, and the one thing that we look forward to is use technology, but preserving the individual expectation to privacy. Because if a person enters the passenger terminal and they're a law-abiding passenger, we want them to have a safe trip and we do not want to infringe on their expectation. However, we will use technology to resolve situations and circumstances that require law enforcement. I see that happening in a lot of areas, not just in public safety and, and technology is really changing the way that people use aviation and air travel. You mentioned when travelers come through our facility, they do maybe mention that they don't see officers on every corner, but they're there. Yes, they are. Um, what do you hope our listeners get out of this podcast learning about the Department of Public Safety? What is one big takeaway that you want them to take away? Well, on behalf of the, the 47 members of the Department of Public Safety, I want the traveling public to know that we are committed to their safety and security while they're here on the airport property and in the terminal building. And we will be as prepared as we can be. We will plan for all eventualities and we will be happy when they are on their aircraft to begin their travel, and we will be happy when they return home and get in their vehicle to go home. Thanks, Tom, for joining us today, and thank you for talking to us about the Public Safety Department at our airport. You're welcome.
You know, I couldn't agree more with Tom in the fact that they really do put our guests and passengers and the airline tenants and people who work here really in the forefront of their thoughts when they're preparing the security plan for our facility. And they do that through a lot of examples. We see it all the time in the public relations department. People are writing us all the time about what they've done to go above and beyond. And I think they, they treat people, you know, like travelers, but as people too. They they listen to you. They take time to really understand what an issue is. And I think that just makes all the difference, especially, you know, people travel can be scary to some people. And I think just listening and being there makes all the difference. Well, and you have a perfect example of how they listen and someone who thought that travel was scary and how an officer helped. Yes, actually, recently on our info email, a lady reached out to me and it was her first time traveling after her husband had passed away. And so it was the first time that she was traveling by herself. And she just had a lot of questions. And she said that one of our safety officers actually just came right up to her and asked how she could help. I guess she had that look on her face like, what do I do? Where do I go? And instead of just saying, you know, the checkpoint is to the right have a great flight. One of our officers actually escorted her through the checkpoint, sat with her, waited on her flight. Um, that was actually the morning that we had on her air flight going through. Yeah. And so he explained to her what the water cannon was like and really just took time out of his day to make her feel appreciated and make her feel safe. And so that's just one example. I'm sure stuff like that happens every single day with our officers. Well, and some of the things that I have heard in previous comments, either through our website or, or just from having conversations with people in our community, you know, So an officer spent time driving around the parking garage because they couldn't find their vehicle because they had been gone and they forgot where they parked, but they were getting very frustrated. And it's a large parking lot to find a vehicle or the fact that they are in the terminal building and they're just needing directions to a certain place. They were supposed to have met someone at a designated location, but every airport's different. So an information booth at our facility is on the first floor, but some others may be on the second. So it was just really helping people find their way and just really providing that that level of customer service and and to make sure that people have a good experience and also are safe while they're here. And I think that's one thing that we pride ourselves on here at McGee Tyson Airport is being friendly and having that East Tennessee feel and having our officers do that, it just means a lot. Well, and then the fact that they are so well trained, you know, the fact that Tom talked about all the requirements that they need to go through to be able... I don't know how they have time to be nice. And I know, because they're training. training. (laughs) How are they working in the terminal? (laughs) But the fact fact that they have to, for example, one of the requirements that they have is that they have to be, they could be dead asleep and they're on fire duty because they work 24-hour shifts. I don't know if he mentioned that earlier, that they work 24-hour shifts. And so during that shift, it's broken up into police, fire, and EMT. So if they are on medical or fire, then that's their downtime. That's their nighttime for that. It could be during the day, but it's their nighttime. But they could be dead asleep in one of the dorm rooms and then the alarm goes off for an emergency response. And they have to be in their truck and to that point, of designation for that emergency within three minutes. And we have over 2,000 acres. So that takes some time. So they have to be quick and ready to go whenever we have somebody. Well, and that's what one of the things personally that I like working at the airport is knowing that if I ever needed anything, you know, medically or felt unsafe or anything, that there's always an officer, like Tom said, extremely close to me at any point, you know, if you need it, which I think is reassuring for our travelers and all of the people that that call the airport their place of work. Well, and I just think that this is a a good thing to have. And hopefully listeners to this podcast realize how much effort and training goes into making sure that their experience at our facility is safe and that they are have someone who is available if they need help really quickly to get to them. So I just appreciate Tom joining us today and helping us to 
open our eyes a little bit more to what goes into providing that level of service. This is just one more example of how the airport authority is working behind the scenes all the time to make sure our travelers have a safe experience out of the airport. So thanks for joining us today and we hope you tune in next time for From the Runway Up.